opportunities to go this morning, not only in Scripture, but also going through this, um, this business meeting here in a little bit. And I pray that God is honored and glorified in every bit of it. So turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, and we will remember that the last time we were looking at this, Saul and Barnabas have been set apart by the church there in Antioch, Syria to go on what is considered Paul's first missionary journey. Now, I can call him Paul. You'll know why I'm here in just a second. But anyway, but they're, they're set apart. They have prayed. They have fasted. The church, the church leaders, the church, they have prayed and fasted over these things. And now, and now they've sent them out by the direction of the Holy Spirit. I want you to hear that this morning, that they have, that, that the gospel, that the gospel since the church was birthed, since the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit has been directing, has been directing and orchestrating the gospel going throughout all the world. And, you, you know, we too must pray that that's what's happening in this place. That everything that we, that we do, everything that we partake in, everything that we are a part of, the Holy Spirit is leading it. The Holy Spirit is guiding it. It's not, it's not, of, it's not of man. It's not of man, but it's of God. Give me one second. The Holy Spirit is directing the gospel going forth, where it goes, to who it goes, and, um, and, and you know, the gospel is for everyone, right? The gospel is, and, and in, in what we're going to see, to the Jew first and then the Gentile. The Jew first and then the Gentile, and there's a reason for that too. There's a reason that it has to go that way. So, so here we go. These two have been set aside. They take with them, they take with them an assistant. It's important to, to hear about that person because we're going to hear about that person in, in greater detail as things go. Starting in verse 4. Chapter 13 of Acts, verse 4. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now when they had gone through the island of Tupaphus, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed, when he saw what had been done, being astonished 
at the teaching of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, take these moments that we have together. Illuminate your scripture as only you can. Father, that we would, we would glean from this everything that we can. Father, that we can know how to live our life so that we can know how to carry the gospel forward. Lord, that your spirit would lead us each and every day of our life. Lord, that we would seek your guidance. Lord, that we would pray. And Lord, we would fast over, over those things that you have called us to. And, and, and Lord, may we be fervent in it. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In your most precious and holy name, amen. All right, so Holy Spirit has directed the church to send these out, to send Saul and Barnabas out. And they take with them a man named John Mark, okay, the same Mark that wrote the Gospel of Mark. Okay, but anyhow, so they take, and, and they're going on this journey, and so here's what they have to do. So they're in Antioch, Syria, which is in the north and the west, in the north and the west, but there's no seaport there. There's no seaport there, so they have to go to the closest seaport so that they can get on a ship, okay, and they can sail to Cyprus because that's where they want to begin. So they go to a place called Seleucia. Seleucia is the closest seaport, so they go there, they get on a ship, and they sail to Cyprus. Okay, so the first place that they're going to come to in sailing to Cyprus on this first missionary journey, on this first journey of taking the gospel, of taking the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth, the first place that they're going to come to is a place called Salamis. Salamis. Now, you have to understand, Barnabas is from Cyprus. Barnabas is from the island of Cyprus there in the Mediterranean Sea, okay, and Barnabas knows this place. Barnabas knows this place. So it would make sense, it would make sense as you are beginning a journey, as you are beginning a journey, Holy Spirit-led, it would make sense to go to a place that you're somewhat familiar with, you're somewhat familiar with, but just because you're familiar with it, you know, I'm familiar with Chester, you get that? I'm familiar with Chester. Many of you are familiar with Chester. But th would that ever mean that we should not bring the gospel to our community? Would that ever mean that we should not bring the gospel to Chester because are there, aren't there people in Chester that don't know, don't know the Lord as their Lord and Savior? Yes, there are. This is probably, for, mo for many of us, this is probably one of the hardest places to share the gospel. This is probably some of the hardest ground to share the gospel is right here in our hometown. But you know what? We need to be we need to be intentional and we need to be and we need to take every opportunity that God gives us, that God leads us to, and you're gonna hear some of those opportunities by the end of this message of where God is leading us. And Sean challenged you. I'm challenging you. We need you. We need you to be a part of what God is leading us to do. We need you. And it goes on. So they've, so they've arrived in Salamis, and they began, they began their gospel witness there. And, and look what it says. And look what it says. They preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. Now, let me tell you why that's important. Tell you why it's important. See, there was an issue with Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles didn't get along. Jews didn't like Gentiles. In fact, in fact, they didn't think that they didn't think that that what was good for them was good for everyone. 
Okay, and, and so here's the, here's the issue of, you, you know, Paul had always said, and, and Scripture has always said to the Jew first and then the Gentile, right? We, we've heard that. Here's the thing. If they had gone to the Gentiles first, guess who wouldn't have listened? Guess who would not have cared to hear the message? The Jew would not have listened to the message. They would not have even entertained listening to the message if it had gone to the Gentile first. You know, as we, as we go to other countries, as, as we learn cultures, as we learn how people live, we, we see some of those things, don't we? We see some of those things of how important it is to make sure that we handle the Word of God properly in various cultures. Well, in this particular culture and in this, in this day, it was to go to the synagogue. It was to go to the synagogue and take it to the Jew first take it to the Jew first, and then take it to the Gentile. Because, see, they were both on this island. They were both on this island. So, so that's, that's where they start. They're, they're taking the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're taking the gospel, and they're preaching the gospel. They're preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They're, t- they're preaching the only way to have right relationship with God is through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what these, these men are preaching. And so... And it says they also had John as their assistant. So John Mark is there. It's important to see that because something's going to happen later on, and and we'll just get into that when we get into that. Verse 6, Now when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. Now, let me tell you what this was. Okay, so they have gone. What this says <clears throat> is they've gone from Salamis, the first place that they arrived in when they, when they sailed to Cyprus. Now they've made their way all the way across the island. They've gone the entire length of the island. Okay, and now they're in Paphos. What's Paphos? Paphos is the capital city of Cyprus. It's the capital city of Cyprus. And you, you have to know now that Cyprus is a Roman territory. It's a Roman territory. It was annexed by the Romans. It was annexed by the Romans. And one of the reasons they would want to annex it is it, because it was rich in copper. Cyprus was rich in copper. So it was, it, it was a, a lucrative island to own, in a sense. So Rome had annexed it. So Rome puts a provincial governor there, a provincial governor, and that governor's name is Sergius Paulus. That's the governor's name that's overseeing, that's overseeing all of Cyprus. Okay, so th- that's, how, that's how the Roman involvement comes into this, and that's, who, and that's what a proconsul is, in this case, a provincial governor of the island of Cyprus. Okay, so now they run, in, they run into this sorcerer. They run into this magician. They run into this false prophet. They run into this person. You, you see, you gotta, one of the things that, that I've learned in my, in my experience, and I can't say that all of my lessons have been, have been easy and good lessons, um, but, but there's a whole lot of magic being done um, in other parts of the world. I'll, let me just say it that way. You might say, well, Pastor, there's a whole lot of magic being done in America, but, you know, there's a whole lot of magic and a whole lot of things. And, 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 and usually when, when we're talking about a person like this, we're talking about a person who is pulling from the occult. We're talking about a person who is pulling from evil. 
and, and using that as the basis for which they do their thing. You, you, you know, there have been some that have tried to do magic in the ministry that we've been a part of in Africa. And, and every time that comes about, it causes trouble. It causes issues. It causes, it causes things. Even though, even though it may have a, it may have a, um, a Christian foundation, it's hard to put the two together sometimes, but it may have a Christian foundation, but yet, um, so it's, it's something that, it's something that it, in this case, this person, a false prophet, a Jew, a Jew, because for a Jew to practice magic, that was, against, that, that was against their law. That was against their law, but it was not enforced everywhere. It was not enforced everywhere. So, so this person named Bar-Jesus, he was with the proconsul. So, so I asked in Sunday school this morning, who is pouring into your life? Where do you go when you have questions? Who do you ask when you have questions about things, about life, about this, about that? Where do you go? Think about it just among, you know, think with yourself. Where, where do I go when I, when I have difficult things come up, when I have issues come up? Where, where do I go? Well, look who was pouring into the ear of the proconsul, in, into the ear of the provincial governor was this false prophet. This false prophet is pouring into the ear. You never know when we go to talk to somebody who has been pouring into that person's life. You never know who just visited with them. The way I found out, the way that I found out that my neighbors were, an athe were atheists is I saw the, I saw the um, Jehovah Witness going through our neighborhood, and they ended up on, their, on the doorstep of my neighbors, and they talked to my neighbors, and they talked to my neighbors for so long, for so long it was, it was grieving me for the amount of time they were spending with my neighbors. So when they left, I, w I went over, and I said, I just want to help you clear up some things with what you just talked about. Well, that's when they looked at me and said, you don't have anything to worry about. We're atheists. I said, wow, I mean, as if I didn't have a problem to begin with. Now, at least I know the problem, okay? At least I know the problem now, okay? So, and, and, and you know what? So, so a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of opportunity for conversation is, is what we look for with our neighbors. But, but so, so you, you understand what I'm saying here. The, the provincial governor is having, is having this false prophet pouring into his ear, pouring into his life, telling him all these false things, telling him all the wrong things. Okay, so here, so, so look what happens. This is cool. This is cool. It says, Sergius Paulus, he, he was the proconsul, an intelligent man, an intelligent man. Okay, sometimes I, sometimes I don't know completely where to go with that, but it, it actually says in scripture that he was an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. Wow, how powerful is that? How powerful is that? And, and, and here's the thing I'm going to say. Here's the thing I'm going to say. We must always be ready with our gospel witness. We must always be ready with our gospel witness. So here we are. Who's had a gospel conversation this week? Who's had a gospel conversation with somebody this week? I had one. Actually, I had, actually, I had a few. Um, one, of them, one, of them was, one of them was with um, 
a lady that I met for the first time, lady that I met for the first time next door to my home, next door to my home, um, a, a contractor came in, and this lady came with this contractor, and, um, and anyway, got into a conversation about her faith, and, and come to find out she had a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And, and you know what? Praise God. Praise God when we know that. And, 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 then, and then I had to take care of some, some of our Africa trip this week. Had to take care of some of our Africa trip. Um, and so I'm, I'm at the bank, and we're sitting down, and um, Sheila and I were taking care of something with, with a banker. Well, Sheila had to leave. She had to leave. Little did I know that this lady wanted to know everything about Africa. Why do you go? Is it safe? And, and she just asked question after question after question after question. What, what a conversation. I, it was just one I loved to have. It was just a great conversation that I loved to have. Now, now, I don't know if this lady is a believer or not. I don't know if this lady is a believer or not. But you know what? This lady understands why we, why we are willing to take the gospel from here to there. She understands that. She understands that our trust, our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is that the Lord is leading us to that place. And because of that, and because of that, we go trusting Him and trusting that doors will be opened by Him. And all you see the kind of conversation I was having with her? Wow. So did anybody else? Anybody else have a conversation? Scott, tell us, tell us yours. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, and, and folks, it's easy to have these conversations. All you've got to do is just want to talk to somebody, and you can get into the conversation. So this guy has asked Barnabas and Saul to come. You know, what, what, what a great invitation. What a great invitation to a, to, a, um, to a ranking official. I mean, you know what? The gospel's for everybody. Gospel for, we shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid to take the gospel to anybody. We shouldn't be afraid to talk to anybody. Someone, uh, someone once said, they put their pants on just like you do. You know, if that's what you got to think about to, to get yourself in the place to, um, to talk to them. But Elymas, and, and by the way, this is not two different people. Bar-Jesus and Elymas are not two different people. They're the same people. This is the Greek name. This is, this is his Greek name. Bar-Jesus is his um, Jewish name. And and. But his Greek name is Elymas, and Elymas means magician. Imagine that. So it says, but Elymas the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. So you see what's happening there, right? And in fact, I can almost imagine, I can almost imagine them there together with the proconsul. And you remember the proconsul's been hearing from this false prophet. And he, but, but he's an intelligent man, and he, and he realizes something must be amiss. Something must be wrong. And so he wants to hear the word of the God. The word of God. In other words, you, you know, God's word, the gospel, has gone forth, and this person has heard about it. This person has heard about the gospel going forth and, and all that's happening because of it. Probably even heard of, the, of, the, of Jesus' death. 
probably even heard about all of those things. Doubt very seriously you would be a Roman official and not have known about that. Then it says, then Saul, who is called Paul. And so it's not, it's, it, you, you know what? You might think some people tried to tie it to his salvation, that he went from Saul to Paul. That's not the case, okay? Some people would say that because he was with a guy named Sergius Paulus, he wanted to change his name to Paul so he could talk to this guy easier. That's not the case. Okay, Paul, Paul, who, whose name was also Saul, he was born with this. In other words, he got this at birth. He got this at birth. And, and, so, and, and, and so as you wonder, why did, why did they start calling him Paul? And by the way, they're going to call him Paul for pretty much the rest of the time. It, there will be reference back to when he was, when he was going by Saul, but now he's going to go by Paul. Okay? So are you not confused by that? Don't be confused and get hung up on the name, on, on the name change, okay? Um, we, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming, and now he's Paul. And he's, and, and it's, you know, it's his Roman given name. It's his Roman given name because he was a Roman descent as well. And, and, and as he was taking the gospel to the Gentiles, you know, the, the, the fact that his name, that, that name ha- has an, a, a significance in some ways, you know, made a difference that he would go by Paul now since he's taking the gospel. See, he's the apostle to who? The Gentiles. He's the apostle to the Gentiles. You remember in his salvation where God said he would send him. And so it says, then Saul, who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. Now listen to that. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Looked intently at him. <laughs> I wonder sometimes what that, look, what that look looks like. Every once in a while I get a look from Kinsley. Kinsley will give me a look. And, and you, just, you just know there's something different about that look. But anyhow. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, and, and let me just tell you what this is. Paul calls this person out. Paul calls this person out publicly. It doesn't matter. He calls this person out. There's nothing wrong with calling out a false prophet. But I want you to understand, when you go to call somebody out, you better be right in what you're doing and you, and you, you, you need to know what you're, what you're talking about as you call someone out, as you call someone out in this kind of way. But he gets called out. And it, look at what he says. Oh, full of all deceit and all fraud. You son of the devil. His name is Bar-Jesus. But you son of the devil. You enemy of of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And what, and what the ESV says is the ESV says, will you stop making crooked the straight ways of the Lord? Will you stop making it crooked? And, 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 and it uses, it, the ESV also uses the word um, villainous. You villain. You villain of, you, you in other words, you are misrepresenting you are misrepresenting the ways of the Lord and the word of the Lord you're a false prophet and you've been called out and you, you know it's it's um so you find yourself in a place like this to call someone out to call someone out, yet you don't know what you're talking about. Do you see how quickly you're going to end up in, in a you're going to end up in a in a bind? Now, the Lord has promised us that He would give us the words to say. He would give us what we need to what what, what we need in each and every case. 
But we must be people of the word. We must be studied in his word. And we must know it so that we, when we get into this situation, first of all, we can determine that's a false prophet. That, that is a false teacher. That person is not teaching the truth. And then from there, and then from there, if you are bold enough to call them out, you call them out, you call them out because of the false the false statements, the false teachings, the fact that, you know what, they, they are not who they make themselves to be. And look at what it says. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind not seeing the sun for a time. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've talked about the hand of the Lord being upon, upon them in other situations. You remember the hand of the Lord is on people for two reasons. hand of the Lord is on people for blessing, and the hand of the Lord is on people for judgment. Okay, you understand that, right? And I got, I got another example real quick in chapter 11. In chapter 11, verse 21, it says this, and, and this was when the gospel was going forth there in Antioch. When it was going forth there in Antioch, Syria, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. See, the hand of blessing was upon those who were sharing the gospel and upon the people that were receiving the gospel and so on. And so the hand of blessing was upon them. But in this case, a hand of judgment is upon this false prophet. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a darkness fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Are there consequences to false teaching? Are there consequences to being to 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 false to um, um, falsely proclaiming the word of God? To um, yes. Then the proconsul believed. Then the provincial governor Sergius Paulus. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done. In other words, the miracle. The miracle, you know, it's funny, it's funny, we've been on this struck by an angel, we've been on this struck by, well, you know what, this, this guy, this guy just got struck as well, okay, and, and you know what, the Holy Spirit had sent Barnabas and Saul to, out on this journey, and, you know, God being a sovereign God, God knew God knew what was about to happen. God knew what was going to happen in this false prophet's life, so on and so forth. And you just think about this thing. And the proconsul believed because of what he had just seen. Because of, and many, many times, and, and, and I, I hate to say it this way, I hate to say it this way, but you know what? It's a fact. There are many, many times that a person is only going to come to Jesus based upon what they can see based upon their experience, their, an experiential kind of thing. And I'm going to tell you something. If you don't take it deeper, quicker, uh, quickly, if you don't take it deep into the Word of God quickly, if you don't disciple them and, and so on, it's going to, it's going to be a fleeting, th- it, it can turn into a, a very fleeting thing, a very fast, quick passing thing. Okay, because, because if, if, seeing, if seeing is all the belief they have, how much faith do they have? If, see, if, seeing it, if seeing it is the only way they believe it, then how much faith do they have? So, but the thing is, um, God used what happened to Elymas of him, of him being blinded. God used it to bring Sergius Paulus to himself. He used that moment, to, and, and, and so it goes on. And then, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Being astonished. So they, so they did that discipleship piece, didn't they? 
They did that discipleship piece immediately. It's, it's that important that a person who prays to receive Christ for the very first time in their life, they need to be discipled. They must be discipled. They must be walked through the faith. They must be walked through it and carried along. How long does that take? There were times that, that they, they spent a year. There were times they spent months. There were times they spent weeks. There were times they spent years. It just all depended on the amount of time they had to disciple. June of, June of 2018, I was here 13 years. I've been here 13 years um, working to disciple, working to disciple in this place. And, and, and you know what? So, and, and in January, we'll go, back to, we'll go back to Africa and we'll do more discipling, won't we? We'll do more discipling and we'll, do, we'll, we'll take the gospel. But here's the, here's the thing I want to say as I conclude this. So the Holy Spirit is leading where the gospel, how the gospel is moving, where the gospel is going. And I said that we want that here as much as they had it there, right? So, I have to, I, there's so much, I had to put it, I had to write it down. I had to actually put it down electronically. So, let me pull it up, and let me say it the way I wrote it. Items coming up at Mission Community Church that may require fasting and prayer. Okay, so these are things, as we think about the, the Spirit of God leading the ministry of this place, leading Mission Community Church to wherever Mission Community Church is headed. The first thing I wrote was this PBA issue. As we go into this piece in a moment, you'll, you'll hear my thoughts. You'll, you'll hear what we're voting on and so on. But this PBA issue... This PBA issue, if you are thinking about something that you may need to fast and pray about, it's that one. The Awana ministry. With the Awana Fall Festival coming on October 28th, will it just be the same old, same old? Or, 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 will, or, will, it be, or will it be everything that, everything that we can make it? Can every night of Awana be something, um, be something exciting for our kids? Do you, do you know... Um, I, think it was, I think it was last week. It was either last week or the week before. I think it was last week. Yeah, last week, my grandson called Awana the greatest night of his life. Now, he hasn't had, you know, he's only five, but that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool for him to call it the greatest night of his life. So, so just in case you wonder what impact you're having, just in case you wonder what impact you're having, Somebody, somebody called it the greatest night of their life. On October 31st. Now listen, I don't want you to get hung up on all the things I read. I want you to hear each one of them. And I actually broke on, my, on what I'm reading. I broke it because every one of them are important. Don't get hung up in all the things I read and, and shut down and go, you, you want too much. Preacher, you want too much. I'm not the one that came up with this. On October 31st, we will do our first trunk or treat. On Halloween night, we're going to do trunk or treat here. Okay? Mickey's heading it up. Jumped on it right away. 
didn't even, didn't even hesitate, didn't even hesitate. I want you to hear me. He didn't even hesitate. And, and by the way, Mickey had a bad week last week. Mickey had a really bad week. Praise God, she's doing better. So we are trying to figure out which GNC Good News Club to do. Bellwood or Marguerite Christian or Bellwood and Marguerite Christian. Okay? But we need people because, see, Bellwood, they just went to year-round school. We've just been given some great opportunities to, to advertise the club and all of these things. Some great doors are opening at Bellwood, but yet Marguerite Christian is another door because right now Enon Baptist Church is leading the Good News Club there because they've got Enon Baptist or Enon Elementary and Marguerite Christian combined because they're building a new Enon Elementary. Well, that's going to be done at Christmas time, and they're going to open it up in the, in the winter um, semester when that starts, and so Enon's children are going to go back, and Enon Baptist Church wants to go back to Enon Elementary with them and wants us to take over the club at Marguerite Christian. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. But it needs, but it needs people that are committed to the ministry. Then, another thing, children's church. What's going on downstairs? What's going on downstairs is vital is important, is something, is something that we, we are seeking to invest our, invest our time, invest our people, invest our finances into what's going on downstairs. Youth ministry. Youth ministry has been very difficult in this place because many of the youth that attend our youth ministry are not a part of our church. But, but should that matter? Should that matter? If we've got youth coming to youth ministry, then, then we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to disciple them. And I praise God that that's happening. On, on October 20th, Mission Community Church will return to Baltimore. How many times have you been? Community dinner with the annual Thanksgiving dinner coming on November 17th. And yes, we are doing it. In December, hold on to your hat. In December, we will take on two Christmas parades, Christmas on the green, a Christmas Eve dinner, and a Christmas Eve service. Okay? That's just December. We are partnered and some of you may be hearing this for the first time, and I hope not, but we are partnered with an IMB journeyman in the Middle East. You've heard us talk about Jamie KD. Jamie KD is in country now. Jamie KD needs our prayers as, as the doors, as, as, as praying for doors to open, praying for the right people to meet, praying for the language study to go well, for the culture study to go well, so on and so forth. At our September leadership team meeting, we heard from a church planner and his wife who would like our church to partner with them. Partnering, meaning praying, meaning going, meaning giving. That's what, partners, that's what partnership looks like to a church plan. In our October meeting, we will hear from another church planner who wants us to partner with them. Okay? In January, I will lead another team to South Africa. Our team has four 
from Mission Community Church and three from outside of our church. My question is, and actually it should be my questions because I have two. My questions are, what has changed with you since we became Mission Community Church? The IMB tried to get me to write an article, and they obviously did not like what I wrote because it's never been published. But, but the IMB asked me to write an article when we changed our name because what they wanted me to write about was when we changed our name to Mission Community Church, we started doing more missions. That's what they wanted to hear. And that's what they, they want to kind of, that they want to track along with us and see how that goes. Are we truly who we say we are? Now, now the thing is, you know what we're already doing and you know what we're seeking to do. And then, so you heard that question. Now here's the other one. Are you committed to the vision and work of Mission Community Church? Are you committed to the vision and work of Mission Community Church? I feel like those are two big questions. You know, we answered, we, we answered the two questions in the beginning of rebranding. Who are we and who are we trying to reach? Who are we and who are we trying to reach? And it took us on a journey, didn't it? Last year was a journey in our, in our rebranding effort. And I, I think it was a great journey. I think it was. But, but let's, don't, let's don't get complacent. Let's don't get settled. Let's don't get satisfied with where we are when we have so many opportunities of where we can go. Of where we can go. You might, you might say, Pastor, you're going to wear me out. Well, well, you know what? It'll wear us a little bit less if there's more of us to wear. You see what I'm saying? It'll wear us a little bit less if there's more of us to wear. If there's less of us to wear, it's going to wear us more. It's going to wear us more. So, so you know what? It don't, this is probably one of the worst times that you could ever come to me and say, Preacher, I don't feel like I have anything to do in the church. Because if you come to me and you say it, you might actually find yourself leading something. Okay? It's just, it's just that big a deal. It's just that big a deal. There's, there's plenty for us to do. I think that the opportunities to take the gospel in this context, in this church, to this community, and to this world are so great, are so great. And, and, and you know what? Will there ever come a time when all the seats will be full? I pray there will. I pray there will. I pray, that, I pray that when we get into this conversation in a moment about this, about this deed of release and this agreement and, and all of that, I pray that when we get to that, there's one of those things, there's one of those things that the lawyer thinking kingdom-mindedly, isn't that a great thing? The lawyer thinking kingdom-mindedly actually puts something into the agreement for what could happen in the future, for what could happen in the future. And I'll share that in a moment. Folks, God is, God is moving God is moving amongst us. Are we ready to move with him? Are we ready to move with him? There's two answers. Yes and no. Yes has consequences. No has consequences. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, love you, praise you, honor you. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for, for leading um, Paul and Barnabas. Thank you for their willingness to go. Thank you for the journey that they have begun. Thank you for their, thank you for their um, steadfastness in sharing the gospel. Lord, um, 
Lord, we just love you, praise you, honor you for all that you do. Lord, um, guide us in this time, in, uh, this time of invitation. Lord, I, I just pray that it's everything that you um, intended to be. Lord, that your spirit would continue to lead. All this you most precious and holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.